Life by Divine with Sue DeMay fosters deep healing and profound awakenings as she guides you to hear, answer, and trust the highest calling of your heart. Your host and sacred guide is global impact visionary leader Sue DeMay, a best-selling author, international speaker, and gifted intuitive healer who challenges all of us to shift from life by default or even life by design to truly living life by divine. And now, here is Sue DeMay. Welcome, you're listening to Life by Divine. I'm your host, Sue DeMay. I'm honored to be here once again with you, and we are going to talk about intuition today. And the angle I'm going to take around intuition is less about how to trust your intuition or how to follow your intuition and more about what blocks you from hearing it, sensing, knowing, experiencing it. And really what we're looking at is, is what the ego is doing to make trusting our intuition complicated. So the truth is trusting our intuition is actually really simple. It's the ego that makes it complicated. Our intuition is natural to, we're born naturally intuitive. We're programmed to be less intuitive. We're taught to think about things, to be logical, to weigh the pros and cons. Let's, let's analyze this. Let's look at this. Let's evaluate this. Those are all head heavy processes. And what happens is we essentially go from being innately intuitive to programmed head heavy analyzing human beings. Not only are we being programmed to, to live in our heads, we're also being taught to distrust our intuition. So today I want to talk about how trusting our intuition is simple, help you recognize how the ego makes it complicated, and then help you make it simple in your life for you. What can you do to remove the blocks, to remove the blind spots, to heal all of the things that are stopping you from living and breathing and being your natural in that natural state of intuitiveness. I don't know if I just made up that word, but it sounds fun. So let's take a look at the ego. And I'm going to backtrack a little bit. And I know many of you probably been listening to my radio show for a while now. This is episode, I think 33, 33. And the, over the weeks, I've been talking about the evolution of the ego. I've been talking about intuition. I've been talking about how to live life by divine, how to shift from living life by default, which is 80% of the population to living life by design, which is a higher percentage of the population now. More and more people are waking up, they're becoming more conscious, recognizing that there's more to life than, than what they were taught and what they've been programmed to believe. And in life by design, we're, we recognize that we actually have a little bit more uh, control of how our life unfolds. 
and our, we are not a, a circum, we're not a victim of our circumstances. Life isn't happening to us. It's happening for us. And we're actually more the captain of the ship. We're steering the boat. We're influencing our external environment and how our life unfolds. Then there's life by divine, which is what we're all being called to do and live through, which is living from this space of allowing life to unfold through us, not from us, but through us, and allowing our divine nature, our divinity, which is the true source of who we all are, to animate our physical bodies, to animate our personalities. We're letting love lead. We're letting love and divinity be the vessel, be the energy, be the source and the force that brings life through us. Now, when we look at those three, I mentioned 80% of people are living life by default. When we look at life by design, there's probably 15% of people, maybe 18% of people living life by design. There's more and more people waking up, more and more people becoming conscious. We need more of the life by default people to wake up. So those of us that are light workers, those of us that are meant to do healing work or, or teaching in this world right now, spiritual teachers are all stepping up to the plate, playing bigger than we've ever played stepping out into that public arena more and more. And we're feeling the call to help others wake up, to help others see the truth about themselves and who they are. And in that, more and more people are coming into life by design. Some light workers are just waking up now. Some, some of us have been awake for, for a while now. I've been awake for over 25 years now and doing this work and preparing for this shift. When we go into life by divine, we are really trusting the divine nature of our, the truth of who we are to navigate and to animate ourselves and our lives. This is where we're going to have the greatest impact because in life by divine, this is only probably maybe one to 5% of the population now moving into this, living mostly into this space. So we need more people to move into the living life by divine. When we are living life by divine, we are operating on behalf of everyone, everywhere, all together, all at once. We are tapping into the divine nature that is the source of all of us and everything. And we are bypassing the ego and programmed limited mind. When we live life by divine, we are bypassing the limiting mind. I talk in, in, I did a video recently about soul embodiment, living oneness and soul embodiment. I shared it on our heart. Yes. Movement group. So you can go there and check it out. And I'll share it on my Facebook. It's on my blog too. So when we look at soul embodiment, really it's about bringing the mind, body and spirit into living oneness. We can have an experience of oneness within ourselves, but what we're really be called to do is have an experience of oneness with everyone 
everywhere, all together, all at once. That's what we're all moving toward, recognizing that we're way more connected than we are separate. We're way more similar than we are different. And we can celebrate our differences. We can honor our differences. And at the same time, we can celebrate our connection, our uniqueness and our similarities, our connection on a deeper level. When it comes to intuition, it's a process, a natural, innate, internal GPS. It's a process we can use to tap into our divine nature and receive guidance that acts on everyone's behalf, including us. Intuition is actually the simple part. Following, trusting, knowing our intuition and leading with the heart, leading with our intuitive heart is actually simple. It's not always easy. That's the challenge. Because we've been programmed not to trust it. We've been programmed not to listen to it. We've been programmed not even to to question or even go there. We've been programmed to get in our heads and think about everything. We need to actually kind of backtrack now. We need to unwind that programming. We need to unschool the mind. We need to unlearn all of those things. We need to reprogram at the level of the mind so that the mind doesn't get in the way, especially the subconscious mind, which is more of those hidden thoughts that those hidden beliefs and, and ideas that we don't realize we have playing in the background, like a virus in the back of a computer. Changing that level and that depth at the level of the mind is essential in order to open up the intuitive channel. So that's one aspect of it. And then you add on the ego. Now I've talked about the idea that we have two teachers in our mind. Spirit is our teacher of love. I call, I call it spirit. You can call it whatever you like. Spirit is our teacher of love and spirit speaks through our heart and the thoughts and the ideas will come into the mind. But it comes from a source outside of ourselves, our human self. It comes from our soul, our spirit, our God, one that we are all connected to. When we tap into our intuition, we are serving everyone because we are operating from that place of listening to our inner spirit, who is also the same inner spirit that speaks to you, the same inner spirit that speaks to everyone. So the same spirit that's guiding me is guiding you. The same divinity that is moving through me is moving through you. It's just the expression of that divinity is different. It looks different, sounds different, feels different, but it's the same. When we add ego to the pot, ego is the teacher of fear in our minds. A clever shapeshifter the master teacher of fear. And the ego is relentless and persistent and clever and manipulative and will 
basically stop at nothing to keep you in fear. It believes its job is to protect you and keep you safe. So it will use fear in whatever way it needs to, to keep you protected and keep you safe, keep you playing small, keep you playing in a more your personal arena, not going out into the public arena, not going out there and putting yourself out there and putting yourself at a risk for, for attack or judgment or anything else you may have a fear around. When we let the ego lead, we are making a conscious choice or unconscious choice to lead with fear. When we extend fear into the world and we meet others' fear with fear, fear expands. The energy of fear expands. When we come from love, when we meet other people's fear with love, love expands. We can't change how they're operating in life. We can't change and make other people choose love when they're sitting in fear, but we can shift that within ourselves. When we shift it within ourselves, we move from fear into love. And then the extension, the energy that we put out into the world is love. And when love meets fear, love expands. It doesn't mean that that person switches and all of a sudden they're in a space of love. It just means that our love kind of expands and grows beyond their fear. It becomes a bigger force than the force of fear that's out there right now. So the idea that one person can't make a difference is bull. You can fill in the second word. One person can have great impact. Never underestimate the power of a choice for love. The transformative power, the potential of a choice for love is enormous. And it's substantial. And it's worth your conscious attention, your intention and attention to. When we choose consciously or subconsciously, when we choose ego as our teacher, we're choosing fear. We're choosing to put fear out into the world. We're choosing to sprinkle fear out into the world in the, in the way of caring or worrying, whatever it is. It can even be just love. But when a choice comes from fear, you're extending fear, Period. When your choice to come from love and you can stand in love, then you're extending love. So how does the ego make trusting our intuition complicated? It essentially will pull out all the stops. It'll stop at nothing to keep you in fear. When we are opening our intuitive channel, when we're in alignment and we're listening to that internal GPS, that internal guidance system, the ego is not in the picture. So the ego feels threatened by us following our intuition. The ego feels threatened by us making a conscious choice for love. When it comes to intuition and ego, it's like a light switch. You're either 
in alignment with spirit and trusting your intuition and listening to your intuition, tuning into it, practicing. If, if, if you're not fully trusting it yet, you're practicing and remembering how to trust it again. When you're in alignment, you're in alignment with spirit. The light switch is on. When you're in alignment with ego, the light switch is off. You're in alignment with fear. It's an on or off switch. It's not a dimmer. It's not a little bit of this and a little bit of that. It's on or off. You're either in alignment with spirit or you're listening to ego. So that's why you can go from this space of feeling in alignment, feeling really good, feeling very intuitive one moment, and then suddenly being in this wormhole of fear the next moment. It's like a light switch. All that's happened is the light switch in your mind went to ego. That's all that happened. Now it's chaotic over there. It's worrisome over there. There's a lot of fear over there. Or it's kind of quiet and the ego's disguising itself as love. It's, it can be very sneaky. When the ego becomes very sneaky, it's even harder to discern. Am I in true alignment with love? Or am I in alignment with my teacher of fear? I've talked in my book, my newest book is The Evolution of the Ego. How to, a journey to unwind your ego embrace your humanness and embody your divinity. I'm going to talk about the 10 stages of the evolution of the ego. And one of the stages is the hijacking ego. The ego loves to hijack love. It loves to hijack even the language of your spirituality. It loves to hijack anything it can. If, if it's not working, if, it's, if the temper tantrums aren't working and the other phases aren't working, the hamster wheel ego isn't working. When those stages are no longer working because you're becoming wise to the ego's tricks, it evolves. And the hijack ego is really challenging to discern because this is where the ego gets really quiet and clever and starts to use the language of love itself and convince you that it's actually spirit. And the only way to really discover what discern that is to really feel the subtleness of the shifts in energy behind it. So when you start to learn how to feel when you're in alignment and feel when you're not in alignment, then you can feel the subtle shift that happens. And it happened for me, I was at a, an event on the weekend and I was going along the whole event. I was in alignment and alignment, no problem. And then one thing happened, one comment came in and I, I felt this irk and I was like, Oh, there it is. I feel it. Something shifted. So I paused, I took some breaths and I brought myself back and I could feel the trigger, sense the trigger. I didn't know what it was about, but I was able to put it aside so that I could remain in alignment for the rest of the event. When I got home later, I felt that irk and I'm like, okay, I'm going to look at that now again. What is the trigger? What is the resistance? And then I was able to trace it back. It actually traced back to a, a past life piece for me. And I was able to clear it instantly. So my willingness to really feel and my ability to feel and discern has become really heightened. The more and more I remove the ego blocks 
the more and more I remove those blind spots that the ego has created, the more clear and expanded my intuitive channel becomes. Now, I'm not telling you this to kind of try and keep you from, or to try and encourage you to, to create an intuitive channel like me. Your intuitive channel is your intuitive channel. The way it's expressed through you as this human being in this beautiful earth suit that you have taken on is unique. And it's purposeful that you actually play the part that you're meant to play here. It's essential that you play the part the way you're meant to play it. So it's not about cloning or trying to be like somebody else or be as intuitive as another person. It's about clearing and aligning your intuitive channel and making it as clear as possible, removing all of the blocks. So another way to look at it is if you have a pipe, like in your sink, you have the pipe going down and you have water going down and the water drains really easily because the pipe is clean. That's a clear channel. Some people's pipes are bigger than others. And sometimes you can actually put a bigger pipe in and then all of a sudden your intuitive channel grows and your ability to receive messages for others or receive messages for yourself or the way you receive messages changes and shifts based on how you clear and align your intuitive channel. If the ego comes in and over the years, the ego has come in on, on a lot of people, including me, and create these clogs in the drain. And sometimes the water can still get by and sometimes it's a complete block and we just have no connection to our source and we feel totally disconnected from our intuition and we just can't even find our heart space. We just feel so disconnected and, and it feels sometimes abrupt or it feels like it's growing or some people just come to me that way. When I help them discern and I help them feel into the difference between having the light switch on and having the light switch off, even when the light switch is on and we're feeling intuitive, it can be clogged. So the flow of it can be blocked a little bit. So we can have a partial block, which influences what we actually hear and sense and feel when it comes to our intuition, our two intuitive messages. How our intuitive messages comes in for one person is a little different than how it comes in for other people. The way it comes in for me, it's part of my gift is, is to be as, as powerful and intuitive healer as I can on this planet. That's what I really feel. My calling is really strong and my channel, my work is to make my channel as wide and as open as possible. And when I look back to when I started my healing journey 25 years ago, when I had my awakening, my first awakening and had this realization that there's more to life than what I was living, I began to chip away and get rid of all of the clogs in my drain, in my intuitive pipe. And the more I've done that work, the bigger the pipe has become and the less and less grime and leftovers there are on the sides of the pipe. I've gotten to a point where there's very little grime on the pipes, very little, especially using the ego game of opposites. Now I feel like the ego game of opposites was the most powerful Drano. And I just like poured that Drano down and it just cleared all the rest of it, just dissolved all the rest of the grime and cleared all the dust bunnies and the cobwebs. And I feel like my channel's grown even more in the last two months. 
So the way my, my intuition comes through and my gift, the way it comes through now is, is even, it's actually blowing my mind and it was blowing my mind two or three months ago. Now it's even more clear and more uh, laser focused and, and even more acute. So that's my intuitive channel. Your intuitive channel is what your intuitive channel is. Your potential is already there. What I want to do through this episode and however else you feel inspired to work with me is to help you see, sense, feel, and know when there's blocks, when there's resistance, when the ego is making it complicated, how the ego is coming in, and then how to actually shift that, how to heal the mind, how to heal your relationship with the ego and align with your inner spirit and flip on that switch for your intuitive channel and let that intuitive channel grow organically. What feels natural for me intuitively will feel different for other people. So it's not about trying to get your intuition to look or feel or be like mine. It's about getting your intuition to look and feel the way it's meant to for you at this time. And the way you do that is removing the blocks and the ways that ego is creating confusion or making it complicated or those blind spots that we don't see. And I talked about the ego game of opposites in previous episodes. I've been talking about it for a couple months now because it was a new tool that came channeling in for me to use, but also to work with my clients and work with through the intuition Academy. It's now a module in the intuition Academy. And that tool has actually allowed me to look at my own subconscious mind and laser focus, get right in there and change those dictionary definitions the ego has created that were causing little blips in my intuitive channel. A little bit of grime here and there. Now that that grime is removed, everything shifted for me. And I'm seeing that shift in other people as well. Each time I bump into one of my own leftovers or something that I'm feeling for a client, a new tool comes in. That's, that's just how I get these downloads and they're clear downloads. And, and sometimes I'm, I'm in awe of it. I'm kind of intrigued by it and curious about it. And then other times I'm like, it lands so deeply and I'm like, oh, this is for me and for you. But I always find it really fascinating. As a human being witnessing it, my human self, I'm always, I find it fascinating. As my intuitive self, it's natural. The way intuition works and the way it comes in for each individual is a little bit different. Some people will get messages. Some people will have images. Some people will feel energy. Some people will just have a knowing, a sense of something. Sometimes we can pick up on other people's emotions or physical pain. There's different ways that we actually get intuitive hits. There's different ways that spirit can speak to us. And whatever path of least resistance is available, that's what our inner spirit uses. And sometimes that path of least resistance is to come through other people. So me speaking to you is me, spirit speaking through me to you. 
your spirit speaking through me to you. Anything that resonates, that, that feels like a yes inside or feels this like deep, like you just have this deep resonance, that's a message for you, directly to you, for you. So you take that in and then you integrate it. You take that in and go, what does this mean for me? You take that in and you allow it to become part of your life classroom. The more you do that, and at the same time, the more you unwind the ego and the way it's blocking your intuition, the more you grow and expand your intuitive channel, the more you clear those pipes. And eventually, the way your intuition comes in is going to expand and shift and change and evolve. And you will become more intrigued by it and you will become more curious about it and you'll become more excited about it. And sometimes you will be in awe of it. You will be in awe of the miracles that unfold from the synchronicity and the orchestration of the spirit that is operating on all of our behalf. But it takes commitment. It takes willingness. It takes a yes to, will, to do the work. And it takes awareness. So I'm going to leave you there for a moment. I'm going to take a short break. When we come back, I want to talk a little bit more about the exact ways or some examples of the ways the ego makes it complicated and what you can do to move from confusion or complication to clarity and simplicity. We'll be right back. Heart-Led Living Intuition Academy with Sue DeMay is a unique, unschooling experience designed to unwind, clear, and align your intuitive channel. And the doors are open for you now. Experience unwavering faith and deep trust in your intuition as you strengthen your connection to source, allowing you to walk through every moment with more peace, confidence, clarity, and certainty. Experience this deep personal transformation with Sue's guidance including the option to share what you learn as a certified intuitive coach. This is your time to unwind and reprogram your mind, to rebuild your foundation and realign with your intuitive heart. Enrollment is now open. Apply today at heartledliving.com forward slash intuition academy. Again, that's heartledliving.com forward slash intuition academy. Welcome back. My name is Sue Dumay and you're listening to Life by Divine. We've been talking today about trusting, how trusting our intuition is simple and it's the ego that makes it complicated. So if you haven't tuned in, you can always go back to any of your favorite podcast platforms and listen to the podcast replay for this live show. When it comes to trusting our intuition and the ego, the ego is so clever. I have seen the ego, the ego game of opposites is the most clever ego mind hack I have discovered in the last 25 years of doing this work and the last 10 to 15 years of really diving deep into the ego. So I've been studying the ego for more than a decade and I have never found a more clever ego mind hack in my whole career. And I have also never found a more powerful tool to stop self-sabotage in its tracks, to 
reprogram the mind instantly within a half an hour to, to, to 60 minutes. Basically, we can clear those long held stuck repetitive patterns instantly. And it's wild. It, it blows my mind over and over again, how effective it is. What I recognized in doing this work myself, I've done many ego games of opposites and looked at the ego dictionary definitions for all the, my triggers and all my resistance. And they've been little subtle triggers and subtle resistance for the most part, they've been little things. And what has happened over the last two months is things that I didn't even realize were actually an issue or that were actually blocking me in some way actually fell away. It's like, like that massive bottle of Drano going down your intuitive channel and clearing. It's like this beautiful love liquid that just goes and dissolves all of the darkness and all of the shadows and all the little dust bunnies and is clearing so many things. I didn't even realize until their absence that they were impacting my ability to be a channel and that they were impacting my ability to choose love, that they were impacting my health. Even some of my health stuff, like, just in the last two months, I've been working on healing my body for many years since 1993. That's the first time I actually decided to go to counseling and start getting help for my, my eating disorder, my anorexia and bulimia. And it was from that point on that I really focused on healing my body instead of abusing my body. I started to shift to healing my body and it's been quite a journey. And I had a lot of physical stuff go on. I've had a lot of health issues over my years. I've had different surgeries and different tests and different things going on. And there's definitely, I've come to a place where I can manage my health quite well. But what happened in the last two weeks is the, that management is no longer required in certain aspects. Like those pieces are disappearing and it's, it's blowing my mind actually really. It's, it's quite miraculous to see it shift so quickly. And it all comes down to the path of impact from the mind to the body. So when we look at the mind, when you have a negative thought in the mind, you have a negative emotion that follows, and then you have a negative response in the body. So if you're feeling stressed in the mind, you're anxious about something that's coming up, you're worrying, there's tension that's created in the body. But the path between, so it's basically the thought of worry, the feeling of worry or anxiety, the response in the body, and then the tensions created in the body. When we have a positive thought in the mind, there's a positive emotion and there's a positive response in the body. So the body actually responds in more in a harmony or balance when it comes to positive thoughts in the mind. The cool thing is the mind can't tell the difference between something that's perceived to be real or perceived to be not real. So if you are worrying about something like worrying about a meeting that's coming up or worrying about money, worrying about a relationship, then the body is in that, that response, that stress, flight or fight or freeze response in the body. And what happens is it responds to the anxiety, it goes into that flight, fight or freeze response, and then the adrenals get pumping and the cortisol is released and the adrenals are releasing all the stress hormones in the body and you create tension and all of the other effects. It actually affects all of the system. So you kind of create this like thorn in the system 
and a spiral effect that creates problems with the health. When we have positive thoughts and positive emotions, it turns off that flight or fight response and it goes into the rest and restore response in the body. When we go into more of that response in the body, we can actually decrease the stress hormones in our body and our body softens and our tension releases and the body responds to the thoughts. So two people, same situation, can have two different responses. The physical body will respond based on what's going on in the mind. So there's the conscious mind, what we hear, what we know, what we know is going on in the mind, what we can physically hear with our ears is actually only about 5% of the thoughts that are going on up there. 95% of the tape that's playing in the back of the mind is in the subconscious mind. And that's like the programs that are playing on your computer in the background that you don't realize are there. Until you hit control, alt, delete and go to your task manager, you don't actually realize how much is running in the background. This is where the ego thrives in the subconscious mind. It affects our conscious mind. Absolutely. It'll take us into wormholes of worry. It'll take us into these, these states of fear. When, when we're feeling really good about ourselves, it'll just plant one seed of fear and one thought. And next thing you know, we're being pulled down into a wormhole and spiraling down into fear. The ego is really good at working at the conscious level, but the ego is a genius, a master at working at the subconscious level. And it has worked at our subconscious level for years and years and years. From the, from the get-go, from the moment you were born, the ego has been working on the subconscious mind. In fact, the first five or six years of your life, we, had, we didn't have the mind, the brain hasn't been developed at that point to reject anything, to analyze and say, okay, I, I accept that or I reject that. We didn't have that ability. So anything that anybody said, we just took on and we absorbed. It's like that download. It's like we had an open computer, an open software downloading. Anybody could download anything into our minds. And then about the age of six, we started to be able to reject certain things and accept certain things. But by then, some of our deep-rooted beliefs about ourselves, about our lives, about what's possible are already in place. So the ego uses those deep-rooted beliefs to play the card of self-sabotage, to play the card of confusion, to play the card of complication, to play the card of worry, fear, anxiety, whatever it can. It'll use those blind spots and those points of weaknesses that we can't even see. Some of them we can, a lot of them we can't. It will use those blind spots as points of weaknesses to keep us running on a hamster wheel, spiraling out of control, or to keep us in these repeated patterns. So if you see something that's happening over and over again in your life, and even though you know better, even though you've changed your conscious mind, you're aware of the things you need to do, you're aware of what will work, and you're aware of what's no longer working, you want to heal it, but you can't. Something inside of you is stopping you and you can't figure out why. That is something in the subconscious mind. That is the ego working and playing the card around that point of weakness to keep you in confusion or fear or worry or whatever it is.
the ego loves to make things complicated. Following our heart, leading with our heart is actually quite simple. Trusting our intuition is actually quite simple. In fact, it's, it's innately natural for us. We're, we're born naturally intuitive. We're born natural observers. We are programmed to fear. We are programmed to judge. We are programmed to project. All of this is in our programming. And all of this, a lot of this, is in the subconscious mind, that 90 to 95% of the thoughts that we don't actually hear, so we don't know they're there. Once we've gathered enough evidence over the years, it goes into the archives and it just sits there, but becomes a filter. And every decision we make goes through that filter. The ego loves, loves the subconscious mind. It thrives there. So there is a way to unwind the mind there is a way to heal the subconscious mind. The ego game of opposites is one of those ways. Clearing old history, old wounds, generational stuff, past life stuff, all those kinds of things. I'm finding more and more as we clear those things, we actually open up the intuitive channel. The ego makes Anything and everything complicated. The moment you're in confusion and doubt, you're in alignment with the ego. You're choosing ego as your teacher. The moment you feel like it's too complicated, like you can't wrap your head around it, you know your ego is in play. I guarantee it's there. Playing whatever angle it can. And remember, it's a clever shapeshifter. It will change and shift and help navigate away any way it can to keep you buying into fear because it's really trying to keep you safe and its survival depends on you believing in fear and buying into fear and staying safe playing safe playing small when you feel that confusion see it as a beautiful friend pointing to something you need to look at. When you feel the confusion and the complication coming in, just see it as a friend pointing to something you need to heal. Now let me give you a piece around healing because it feels really important to understand this. And when I learned this many years ago, it was just an idea that was planted, a seed that was planted in my mind that actually sparked, ignite, ignited the truth that I already knew inside of myself. But it began as a little seed and it took a long time to grow because it was really hard for me to wrap my head around it because I was so programmed to believe that I was broken, that I needed fixing, that there was something wrong with me, like fundamentally wrong with me. What if I told you that you don't actually need healing. And it's interesting because I call myself an intuitive healer, but that's, those are just the words that came in. That's what's guided to use right now. So that's what I'm using because people have a, a level of understanding of what that is, what potential that holds. But what if I told you that you don't actually need healing? We don't actually need healing. We're not broken. We don't need to be fixed. We're not less than, we're not incomplete, 
There's nothing wrong with us. The only reason that I teach about healing and that I'm helping people on a path of healing, I talk about profound offering, profound healing and awakenings is because what I'm helping you do is awaken to the truth that you're not broken. You don't need healing. You're whole and complete just the way you are. And the only reason that the work I'm doing is, is necessary as a healer. And the only reason that you believe you need healing and that we, we, we can serve that need is because you believe you need healing. So in truth, we really need to heal and change the belief in the mind. The belief in the mind that you're broken, that you need healing, that something needs to be fixed, that there's something fundamentally wrong with you. What we need to do is heal the mind and remember the truth of who we are, which is we are whole and complete never broken, never were, never can be. We've only been broken at the level of the mind. And when we change the mind, when we reprogram those beliefs to align with the truth, we'll recognize that. The more and more I align with the truth, the less and less I have the fear of judgment. The more and more I align with the truth, the less and less health stuff I have. There's a direct connection between what I believe in my mind, consciously or subconsciously, and the impact it has on my body. And the ego game of opposites right now is like clearing out the rest of the dust bunnies. And my health stuff is like, it's like disappearing. It's like, look, 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 all these little things are like gone. And I'm like, I wake up in the morning and I'm like, where is that? It's almost like I'm looking for it. It's been there for so long. Certain symptoms have been there for so long. Certain feelings of fear have been there for so long. I actually look around for them. That's that full circle healing. And that full circle healing is all at the level of the mind. Once that's all healed, the other pieces fall into place. The physical body can fall into place. So how do we heal the mind? There's lots of different tools I teach in the Intuition Academy. There's lots of different tools I teach in this show. There's lots of different tools and support I offer through my website, but it's really about following your own intuition following your own internal GPS. You have a beautiful system already in place that will guide you every step of the way to the books, to the music, to the movies, to the experiences, to the practitioners, to the healers, to the people, to the whatever it is, to the podcast, to whatever it is that you're meant to do. You have that internal GPS. It guides you moment to moment, step by step. Where the ego comes in and makes it complicated, let me give you some pieces here, is it will 
you'll, you'll get a download. You'll get a, a piece of the puzzle. You'll get the step that's in front of you. The ego works in the past and the future. Spirit works in the present moment. So spirit will give you the step that's in front of you now. Call this person, do, take this step, take this supplement, whatever it is that you're guided to do. The step that's in front of you is given, and then the ego jumps in and creates three or four more steps, sometimes even more, 10 steps. Okay, you're going to do this, and then you're going to do that, 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 and that, and that's going to lead to this. It's going to add on this huge story. So what the ego does is create these add-ons, and it'll take the guidance that comes in, that one step that's in front of you, and run with it and make all these other steps, and then you become overwhelmed or confused. Or you focus on the 10th step instead of the one that's in front of you. So when you're driving in a car and you're using an, a GPS, the, the guidance system that's built into a lot of cars these days, or if you've ever been in a car and someone else is using it, it'll essentially tell you, okay, your turn is coming up in 500 meters. You're going to turn right. That's your guidance. Okay, go right. Once you get to that corner, it's like turn right now. Okay, I'm turning right. Go straight for another two kilometers and you go. Now turn left. It doesn't say you're going to go right and then you're going to go left. Another hundred meters, you're going to go, you know, turn, turn left again and then you're going to turn right and go in a roundabout. It doesn't give you all of the directions way ahead of time. It gives you them one step at a time. Once you arrive at that corner, it tells you when to turn and you trust that it's leading you to the destination that you're meant to be led to. So when we allow our intuition to lead us step-by-step step, without the ego coming in and giving us 10 steps ahead, it's actually quite simple. The same thing with a recipe, follow the recipe one step at a time. The ego loves to create these add-ons and then it loves to run with these stories. So what'll happen is you'll get guidance, you'll get insight or a vision or a sense of something, and the ego will create and add meaning and create a whole story around it. That's another way the ego complicates it. So it adds steps or it adds meaning or a story to it. Sometimes we need the story at the level of the mind to create an understanding. So then it, we don't have these objections, but for the most part, it's the ego creating the story of why you're doing it. So as soon as you get into the why, you almost can guarantee the ego's in there somewhere. The ego loves to ask why. When we ask why, we're, we're a lot of times doubting the guidance. So we ask why, and then the ego creates the scenario or the story of why or the meaning, which ends up skewing our guidance system, it actually creates a filter because now it's being filtered through this preconceived idea of why we're going in that direction or what that's all about or what meaning it has. Sometimes we can get hindsight in, in the present moment. Sometimes we can have a sense of what the meaning is or what the purpose is to something on our path. But for the most part, when we're really trusting our intuition, we're walking with blind faith. And we have faith that the, the GPS, our internal system, is actually guiding us where we're meant to go. The thing is, there's where we know we're meant to go in the heart, 
And then there's where we think we're meant to go or where we think we should go or shouldn't go in the head. The ego thrives in the mind. It loves using the mind. The other thing the ego does to make things complicated is it loves to use the body. It loves to use the body to complicate things. It loves to use the body to make things harder. It loves to have this, mm, create these obstacles, physical obstacles, pain, suffering, all that kind of stuff, health issues. It loves to flare up your health issues too. And that can create confusion. So when the body is in chaos, the mind is in chaos. When the mind is in chaos, the ego thrives, loves, loves, loves it. Does really well out there. It's a big point of weakness. So I've given you a lot of information today. I've given you a lot to marinate in and some of the stuff is going to resonate. Take what resonates, bring it into your life, integrate it, bring it into your life classroom. Come back to this episode if you need to as the replay and listen again if you need to. If you feel inspired to work with me, to, to go deeper, to unwind your mind and really expose the clever ways the ego is hiding in the background of your mind, in the background of your life, and the clever ways that it's actually creating these blind spots and complicating your intuition or blocking your intuitive channel, I'm, I would love to work with you. And we can do that through the Intuition Academy, which is enrollment is open right now. And you can take a guided tour if you go to my website and find the Intuition Academy page. There's a guided tour you can take, which is me walking you through it. Or you can come and join the Heartland Living membership, the expansion level membership. We dig deep and we dive deep and you have live access to me every week as your coach and healer. You can call me and join on the calls and, and I support you right there in the moment. This is where we really remove all the obstacles that the ego's put in place. There's no place for the ego to hide. And if that's something that resonates with you, come find me there. And I'd love to do this work with you deeper. In the meantime, come back to this episode. Go back to the previous episodes. Find the, the, the things that really resonate with you and follow that path. Follow what your internal guidance system is leading you toward. Last week, I talked about how to really get in touch with your heart. Yes. Follow the heart. Yes. Can't go wrong with that. The ego's not in there. When you turn that light switch on to heart. Yes, you've got it. I love you. I appreciate you. Until next week. Namaste. You've been listening to Life by Divine with your host, Sue DeMay. Shift your consciousness from head to heart and enliven your soul as you discover how to lead with your heart and live your own life by divine. Join Sue in the growing global heart-led living community at heartledliving.com. That is heartledliving.com.